Hey guys, welcome back to Two Chocolate Cool Beans, and we've got our one and only and Nicole with us again. Hey, hey, I feel like, you know, this is like my second home now. Oh my God, we're going to be definitely looking forward to your podcast because we definitely want to be supportive um, of one another and definitely get the news out because you have a wonderful platform, Jasmine Sister Speaks. Because we all have a voice, no matter if we're using audio, video, blogging, blogging, all yes. across the board, we have our own narratives that we definitely need to tell. Um, it is not good to have anybody else tell your own narrative, but you and your own community. Um, um, and I, I think it's really important today because, again, the media is putting out so much misinformation about subcultures and subcultures does not represent um other cultures in america um and tv and everything else seems to always want to shed negative light on cultures and and specifically the black community um and so it's it's high time that we start telling our own stories producing our own um our own narrative, our own content. And I'm very, very glad because we are definitely visible. Yes. We are definitely visible. We may not get the credit because again, media wants to focus on the subculture of the black community. That's in everybody's faces. And due to the fact that of the elections, because that's what they do every time an election comes up. Um, But it's okay because we have we have a voice and we are definitely using our voice, whether people agree with how we're using it, um, the platforms, and whether or not people are infiltrating our platforms. We're still going to keep banging at the door and knocking the walls and making our own intersections. So again, I'm glad to have you here. Thank now, you. let's talk about you navigating being Black and Korean and definitely being in New Mexico. Um, now, I love New Mexico. Everybody Yes. But I love New Mexico. Um, and that I would marry New Mexico if I could. <laughs> I would marry Forrest Gump if he was a real person. <laughs> well, you know what? We need to give him a call then. You know, we need to give him a call. <laughs> you know, let him know there's somebody on the main line waiting for him, you know? So, so tell me, how is it navigating the two cultures? And how connected to those cultures are you? Because a lot of times um, we're introduced and, and indoctrinated into one culture without really talking about certain things. Right. Um, so so are you yeah, it's, it's, um, it's been a very interesting journey. Uh, probably be talking about this again in, in Jasmine's Sister Speaks podcast and uh, navigating through New Mexico and just, I guess, in life, really. Um, Being Black and Korean and, um, I guess, some of the colonizer. (laughs) As well as in in my blood, I guess. But uh, um, it's been interesting because I identify with being african-american um for the moment when i was younger i did and then as i i went through this other phase where i was like well i'm black and korean and you know and you can't forget about my korean side right and Mm -hmm. but then i had some experiences where um 
where I didn't feel black enough. It was such a weird experience because I never, ever dreamed of having to, like, fight for my blackness, I guess, without, like, you know, I just didn't feel like I was understood. Like, and Uh that, and and I get it in the African-American community that if you are a percentage of being black the one drop rule a lot of us still go by you're still black well but for me for me it was like I'm I'm both I can't just sit here and say that I'm only one because I would be someone totally different mm-hmm. yeah you know yeah. if I didn't have my mom's blood I would be someone else uh-huh. So I just don't know that people really understand that how I understand it, and so um, so I had to I had to really fight with it, and, and it came to a point where I questioned who I was, uh-huh. like, and it was such a a very unexpected lesson, like you know, and so in in all of that, I felt. I didn't actually feel empowered through that and it had to be through another black man. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Why Which is, that? is huh? Why is that? So you had to be empowered through another black man? Is that what you're saying? No, I, I did not feel empowered by this black man. Like I he was the one to make me question, was I black enough? Okay. You know, indirectly. Mm-hmm. And so uh it was a in uh situationship I guess <laughs> that I, I was that. in There's new <laughs> situationships nowadays yeah and so uh I was I don't know it was it was interesting that I had to learn that lesson in 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 that because I just I don't know and then even after that it was just like I was still trying to understand who I was and that I was fighting so much to be Korean as well that it became so exhausting Mm. and I just finally was like I really had to lay down all the facts of my life (laughs) but I actually what was actually happening in my life like I grew up with my African-American side I eat collard greens and neck oh I don't eat neck bones but I eat fried chicken and all of that stuff that's you know stereotypical to African American I don't know um, is that really stereotypical to black Americans or is that like actually just southern do you know what I mean you know what that's a good question I don't I don't know but my whole thing behind that is is that um everything about me is African American nothing about me as far as like living Korean Uh I don't live Korean so even out here in New Mexico there's like not really a big Korean population Uh Um, where I was raised in California there's a whole bunch of Uh people that are like me not just Korean but actual other black and Korean people yeah like mixed people you know and so I'm I even met this one lady at my current um day job where she she looked like me she sounded like me and everything and I was like I think she's from Cali and, and I was like that's your double ganger so, huh that's the double ganger <laughs> 
yeah she was just like and she was just you know she was an older lady I think she's like in her 40s and I was like wow like you're just I get you like just be I don't even know who you are but like I just get you and we just got each other in but actually she moved um I only knew her for like that one second and then we talked on the phone and I mean we're still we're still sisters and stuff like that she calls me her sister and and things like that but um she she moved to a different state because her husband you know just her family and stuff like that but just to like have that experience with like if I moved back to California I wouldn't feel so alone let me put it that way so living out here in New Mexico and trying to be uh trying to be uh black and, and Korean it wouldn't be that hard to accept being black and Korean out in California because there would be so many of us uh uh-uh. okay I feel I feel so so I don't because there's a lot of Koreans out there so I just feel like yeah the the population in New Mexico is just definitely um not that many blacks or Koreans let alone black and Korean Uh human beings (laughs) so are you you know connected any kind of way as far as your you know your Korean heritage about you know spiritual beliefs language nope. food anything nope. at all nope is, nope is there I'm a not. reason for that or is do you feel there's a need which I think it should be but you know everybody's different based on experience and what they're going through do you know what I mean yeah I think I don't know whether to say that I've given up on it uh huh that um, I've given up on the need to feel more connected to my Korean side because um, because I feel so included in in being black that it's 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 satisfying enough that if I were to if I were to try to connect with being Korean the only way that I would really try to connect being Korean is by going back to California to try to start from there rather than going through this whole rigmarole of just diving into it blindly by myself and going to Korea okay okay you know what I'm saying because it would just be so much it would be so much to absorb mm-hmm. like in like you know uh I've absorbed being African-American for 30 something years you know what I'm saying yeah. so it like just imagine if I were just to have to it would be like starting all over again Okay. You know, and so which which you know what? Okay, I'm still welcoming to it and I don't mind, but I'm not so hung up on it anymore, I guess, like I used to be in the past. Mm-hmm. But I am if it were to come up, I am very welcoming of it, but I'm not I just want to continue on living my life as an African American woman, then um because I don't know I guess because it's easier I guess right now but I think that little bits and pieces I think it would be nice and interesting to discover bits and pieces you know in my life but it's not something that that's a need yeah it's not something that consumes me so much anymore okay yeah but there I mean it's definitely necessary but it's just not it's just not a focal point it's not a four. Okay, but did it did it actually like grab you in times of growing up and navigating uh, as far as an adolescence? I'm sure you had questions. 
Yes, I did. Um, I had questions about being, but I think the questions were more just family oriented, not necessarily uh, just, you know, just a regular mother, uh, mother side because I didn't have my mother, but like uh, not necessarily um, nationality or, or, or race or anything like that. It didn't have anything to really more so do with that. It only was brought up, it, it would only be brought up because I just look different from my family, you know? Um, they would just always tease me, oh, you got that white girl hair, but like, it's not like white girl hair, so it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I think when we get, and I think that's another a nuance of America that we don't talk about or that's really, really, really skewed. Okay, like yeah. the term "good and bad hair." There is no bad hair. It's just no. black. It's black hair. That's that's just what it is. It's just or, more coarse. Yeah, coarse it, or curly or or or, or, yeah. or curlier. Um, and I think we we've taken on so many negative words that we have incorporated that into our own dynamic. That's just not positive for us and I'm thankful that at yes. the same time we are concentrating more on our um, our self esteem, our own heritage our hair, you know you don't have to get a perm so you can be accepted or to get a position now, um, which is why I think a lot of black women are suffering from alopecia because they've been using all these chemicals all these years. Absolutely. You know, they're like, well, I don't know how come black women are getting all these, uh, you know, alopecia. Yeah, because of the perms. The perms have all of these these chemicals that's in it because we're trying to fit into that status quo garbage. Um, Absolutely. And then then people that are not black tend to you know that becomes a narrative like you said it becomes a narrative for black women like oh we can't grow our own hair no that's not true that's not true that's absolutely not true it's because you you guys don't understand that there's another side to the black women that are trying to um that don't want to be black i guess you could say or don't appreciate who they are just as they are and you know you have all these gluing and perm the perm the not perming but the um oh and note to black people a perm curls your hair and a relaxer relaxes your hair exactly and, and, and our so-called perms are not the same as a caucasian perm so their perms are to curl their hair where ours is to straighten and then we have other ways just like they have the ways of the flat arm which is much more uh, less abrasive on our top of hair but also black hair has to be protected um, yes has to be protected if we have to constantly constantly add moisture um and so and also our hair tends to be looked upon as more spiritual and if, and if if you go among the different diaspora of people of color like the rastafarians um their hair is very very sacred you you know you start touching and want to just grab and touch hold and want to feel because you can't help yourself you know you might get cussed out you know touching their locks or their dress i know um it was funny i was in uh, albuquerque and this lady i was at a networking group and so we were talking about business and she just reached out and just touched my hair without asking and Mm. it really threw me off guard because it, it was as if to say 
are you really that compelled are you really that compelled to just reach out and like we're some freaking human oddity or something you know what I right. mean what if I just reached out and touched her breasts or something or grabbed her or something you know so you know I mean it's just I don't know what it is you know you want to feel you want to touch you want to caress what the hell she was trying she was trying to cop a feel I I don't know what the hell she was on but I have to say she did try to make it right and she you know she sent some apologies um, and, and a nice gift to the office but I'm thinking girl learn from your mistakes but I must say the young lady who knew her and I told her what had happened she was absolutely livid and she was Caucasian she goes oh my god let me explain to her that is something that you do not do so I don't know any Caucasian Caucasian people out there listening don't come up and touch a black person's hair (laughs) do not just don't do that shit okay just don't (laughs) do it now, I mean, because <laughs> I don't know, depending on which, which person of color you're dealing with, you might get cussed out, you might get punched. But I mean, that's just specific personal space. And my thing is, why in the hell would you just want to reach out and touch somebody in their personal space? So again, this is this is that American nuance that makes me wonder. What is being taught in your household that you feel that you can just reach out and touch somebody? But, you know, what is it? Yeah. So, um, so growing up, did you have to deal with a lot of racial slurs? And and what were the racial slurs and what, what direction were they coming from? Were they coming from your own community or outside the community or a little bit of both? You know what? So I don't, I've never actually had any, anything racial come from African-American community the one that I was raised with to be honest like ever ever. that's good like I was always embraced (laughs) like uh I don't even know it's just all it's just all of that is just positive um but if I was there's not so many situations that I've actually had um racial slurs or anything I did have maybe when you're young you know uh you get teased or whatever I got teased one time for my um for my little uh for my little itty bitty eyes oh my god (laughs) yeah you know and then they try to talk like they were Chinese or something but that was like in grade (laughs) school you know um and then maybe I think there was another time that a person had called me a nigger one time um in school but it was so faint though i don't know that it was because it, it wasn't exactly clear okay was this but, was this a caucasian student or a black american student um i think it i can't even remember um i but think, regardless i knew that they know. weren't black let me just put it that way they were i knew black. they weren't black but i don't know that they were white or any other race okay okay but you well i mean that's you know, again, that's the narrative. Um, right. You know, it's funny. People who are of different ethnic backgrounds tend to be looked on as exotic. But, boy, that N-word can sure come out no matter what at, at any moment. And it, and you know that it's being taught because it's coming from kids, too. You don't have to wait till you become right. an adult to hear that. 
you know right because that's when I heard it and I did even though it was faint I kind of almost knew what the energy was behind it and I did cry I'm not even gonna lie you didn't I did okay well yeah it's a nasty word that I don't think any uh culture should be using not even in the black in, in the black community it's it's a horrible word that the plantation owners used um right I know a lot of people tend to throw that well you use it but that still does not mean that you need to use it because you already know that it's a negative word and that's the first thing that seems to spit out of people's mouth as soon as they either don't get their way or don't get what they want you know so right so how do you feel about um cultural diversity um coming from california as opposed to uh, new mexico because you know new mexico is really praised or they praise themselves on being able to live with many different cultures but my thing is to be honest with you there's only three cultures here there's even native <laughs> americans <laughs> i mean you know there's only native americans and there are uh the mexican americans and yes there's the spaniards here and i know people call themselves hispanic but there's no such damn thing as hispanic but i don't even want to go there right now yeah. it's just a label that america lumps everybody whether you're from south america central america north america whatever you're just lumped in that label and yes you, and then there's a small percentage of black americans here although there have been black towns here in new mexico um quite a few actually starting with um Vado, uh Blackton which is right outside of Roswell um so there are several past black towns that have been here and actually Vado is still it's just a little um just a little uh, almost like a ghost town but mm-hmm. i mean so what diversity are you talking about you know what i'm saying you only have three you yeah two people here and really it's only a dusting of black people here um because so, we're not very we're not very large here did you say a dusting i said a dusting that's what i said <laughs> <laughs> i said a dusting okay I was like, did she just say dust? Like, just dust? Like, <laughs> just a little dusty, you know? Because I'm from the, I'm from the Midwest, you know. When we see a little snow, oh, it's just a little dusting, just a little dusting, <laughs> and you know, and that's the same dusting that closes New Mexico down for like a day, right? And, you know, the snow is gone by 11 30, 11 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> oh, you got the little dusting that we just had. Oh shit! Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, we we don't have a very large, um, you know, population, but we're enough. You know. Yeah. We're enough here to make a dent. You know, because um, we have brought many many different um, things here. We've started a lot of different organizations here. Um, but anyway. Yeah. So yeah, back to your back to your question as far as the diversity. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I actually 100% agree with you. <laughs> like, I don't really feel like there's that much diversity out here, and honestly, they're really not trying to make it any more diverse either. The people that are here. So uh, there's actually more diversity in California. I feel like there's so much more different ethnic cultures out there than there are than there are here it, it almost it you know no one wants to 
mix and match here. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, it's kind of like a, I call it the oxymoron because nobody is. They, they say they don't want to mix and match, but they are. Okay, so you only have 2.6, apparently 2.6% Black Americans here. Um, everybody else is either Hispanic or Native American. Um, your largest mm-hmm. indigenous people is the Navajo Nation or Diné. So, um, I, shit, I don't know if there's a, <laughs> if there's a mixing. Um, and then you have a large population of what they call Blacksicans. I hate that term. But it's black, yeah. black Americans who, um, and also Mex- of Mexican descent. And so, but then you've got a, a large population of refugees here. Um, and I've met one lady, She's a, she was a nice young lady, but she was reared by a Hispanic family. And she said she was like afraid of certain ethnic backgrounds. And I just told her, I said, are you crazy or something? Because... <laughs> Just because you were reared and you might identify with that particular population, when they look at you, they see you as Ethiopian. I mean, there's no mistake about who she is. Yeah. So I told her that she really needed to get in touch with her roots. And I and I say that to everybody. And I know we're here in America. Um, some people say they don't care, but I believe that for us, people of color, and I don't care what type of ethnic background, for people of color, we are closely tied to our religion and our culture. I mean, mm-hmm. when that stuff is stripped away, it, it it does tarnish us, you know? We're not a group of people that's coming out of the damn Caucasus Mountains here, okay? That's a totally different mentality. Sorry, that might, you know, hurt a few people, that might sting, but the mindset is totally different when it comes to that. So, um, and if you're able to come to this country and still practice your heritage, and, and your your language, practice your, your religion, your religious views, I think you really need to hold on to that and grasp onto that because it is an, it is very, very important. Once that has been stripped, that is when you have some serious issues. So I applaud your journey. I applaud your walk. And I know that you have come to a, a, a place in yourself of what you need in your life and what you can yes. look for. And I'm sure in your own private space that you have done your own soul searching when it comes to your, you know, your other heritage and your other background. And you will right. do it in your own time. And like I said, in your own private space, because you may have done your search and whatever that brings you, you've come to peace with it. Yes. I and think you- that's really what it comes down to. Yeah. Is, is having the peace I don't mean to cut you off but just having peace with um with where I'm at like I really am super peaceful because um I wasn't for a second and I just really had to lay the 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 law of the land down or the rules down that you know um I'm really just African-American and I really accept that and um and it's okay I could be Korean as well but I'm just I'm not gonna worry so much about it like there's so I'm already doing so much just in daily living and daily life to try to keep up with mm-hmm. that to have to try to go back to salvage a whole nother tradition a whole nother language a whole nother culture and living is just um a lot to think mm-hmm. about 
so I just I'm gonna just choose to just get it in little bits and pieces just kind of whenever it comes to be honest so and until then I'll be eating fried chicken and eating watermelon along with everybody else and don't get it twisted everybody in podcast (laughs) Caucasian people all ethnic backgrounds eat chicken and watermelon okay (laughs) just saying and you have a whole lot of other people eating our collard greens uh, right or without the the salt pork fat back and hog moths okay just saying right um right so i'm jewish so i don't i don't do the pork thing but i will say i don't i don't down anybody who decides to to eat that hog is not my preference but hey that's your doggone choice man so so until then guys this is the two chocolate cool beans the christian and the jew and Nicole, you have been amazing on these last few episodes. We want to have you back again. Thank Talking you. about everything under the sun, the elephant in the room, and everything else in between. So we love you. Blessings to all of your endeavors. We're going to be keeping watch on your launches. Um, and come on, guys. Come on back. We're going to have you back. And like I said, I want a toy. I got a list, and I'm going to email you. Just saying. So. <laughs> Just saying. So everybody in the poll, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and guys, we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.